Welcome to the Traffic Talk Podcast, anti-trafficking discussions for the modern abolitionists. I'm your host, Vern, from the Justice Ministry at Blue Water Mission. We've got a decade of experience fighting the injustice of human trafficking and have ministered to hundreds of victims by just using volunteers in our free time. But we've had outstanding results. We believe that there's a role for you in this fight too. On this podcast, you will hear interviews, stories, and discussions from people on the ground doing the real work. So plug in and get ready to open your heart and mind. And now, the next episode of the Traffic Talk Podcast. Welcome to the Traffic Talk Podcast. So our goal here is to inspire and equip fellow justice seekers. So you might call yourself advocates or activists, first responders, a minister, a pastor, abolitionist, peacemakers. All you know is that you just wanna change the world and you wanna be a world changer. We're on this podcast because there's a whole world of people telling us and telling you that life needs to be lived carefully, cautiously, more responsibly. And they might have some valid points, but you want to live a life of greatness. You want to have a great impact in your life. You need to hear from others doing those great things. You need to hear what other people are trying. So we created this podcast to share stories of everyday people like you doing amazing things on the ground to spur one another on and to raise all of our collective faith. We believe we are more powerful together than apart. We believe that changing lives today will create a chain reaction and the generations going forward will be changed from it. We believe we can break patterns of destruction. We are the Justice Ministry of Blue Water Mission, a small but mighty Jesus-loving community out in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. The primary focus of our ministry and the focus of this Traffic Talk podcast is human trafficking. Specifically, we do a lot with sex trafficking. But here's the thing, is you can't address sex trafficking without also addressing homelessness, domestic violence, addiction, poverty, greed, organized crime, gangs, all those things. Basically anything and everything that could destroy a person, a family, or a community. So you'll hear bits of all that in this Traffic Talk podcast too. We've been on the ground working with trafficking survivors for over 10 years now. I'm Vern, the director of the ministry, and you will hear me almost all the time on here. But I love bringing in others and interviews will be a major theme of our podcast. You will be inspired by stories and interviews from those on the front lines advancing justice in their daily lives. You will also be equipped with best practices, techniques, and inside tips on starting, building, and growing a successful justice-based ministry. I'm so glad that you're here. Dive in and join us on Blue Water's Traffic Talk podcast.
first episode, we're going to talk about what is human trafficking, just to make sure that we're all on the same page. I mean, some people, yeah, they know they don't know anything about this. Other people think that they know, but it's a little bit off. They have some misconceptions. So we're just going to set the record straight. Um, number one, looking at the federal definition. So the TVPA was enacted in 2000. That is the Trafficking Victims Protection Act that was defined federally in the United States. Um, it's been revised several times and because of those revisions, there's sometimes some confusion around the definitions. Um, but basically, it comes down to sex trafficking and labor trafficking. So labor trafficking can include things like debt bondage and servitude. It's forcing somebody to work, but taking their money away from them. And they're not really getting um, the, the amount of money that they should have. And particularly for adults, there's often some form of force, fraud, or coercion in there. Certainly for sex trafficking, there has to be force, fraud, or coercion if they're an adult. Um, if they are kids under 18 years old, we refer to them as minors or as underage victims. Um, there's a little bit less requirement in them. Just the federal laws recognize that kids are more vulnerable, that kids are easier to manipulate. And so the requirements on what they have to prove um, for this crime and the conditions is a little bit lower. So I want to talk more about sex trafficking and just that sex trafficking has many forms and a lot of the general population doesn't realize that. So I want to go through a few of the different types of forms. So one that we'll talk about is pimp trafficked. So when we're even when we're talking about just pimp trafficked, um, there's several types within that. There is gorilla pimping, there is finesse pimping, and then there's also queen mom pimping or queen mom trafficking. So gorilla style is really violent. It's really aggressive. You know, the movies and TV, they love to show this as like straight up kidnapping. If you've seen the movie Taken, that is exactly what, that is like gorilla pimping to the nth degree where they just show up and drag the girl like out from under the bed, you know, straight up kid kidnapping. That is not how most trafficking works. And even when gorilla style is used, at least in the United States, States, um, there is some sort of coercion that happens before the force gets introduced, before the violence gets introduced. There's some sort of um, attempt at relationship building, sweet talking, um, trying to get the person to follow them um, into their car or into their hotel room or over to their residence, that kind of thing. So even with gorilla talking, there's a little bit of... Um, of um, sweetness or some sort of attempt at attraction early on. And they're looking for vulnerable victims. Then you've got finesse pimping. So finesse pimping is like classic, um, maybe what comes to a lot of people's mind when they think about pimping. Um, a lot of pimps like to refer to it as like that it doesn't include any force. Um, it doesn't include, <clears throat> they will say it doesn't include any fraud. 
Um, but it does include a lot of coercion. In my experience, force and fraud almost always exist. It may be less with the finesse pimps. They are really focused on the relationship. They're focused on any heartstrings that they can pull with the victims. Um, they want that victim to believe that they are their one and only and um, that they are emotionally committed to them. And so there is much less violence um, that you'll see. It doesn't mean that there isn't any violence in the finesse pimping. Then on the queen mom side of this, this is something that we've at least taken notice of in the recent years. And this is typically targeted at the LGBT community, particularly trans kids, um, kids that have, um, that are, are trans or boys that have um, identify as girls now. And um, there is an older trans mom, an older queen mom that takes them under their wing and they normalize prostitution and they normalize trafficking saying like, this is just how we survive. Um, they may refer to themselves as mentors, but they end up just like the pimps putting a quota, like every day there's a minimum amount that they gotta bring in taking the money, um, lying to the kids, um, telling them that this is what they have to do, that there's no other way to get a job, this kind of stuff. There's no other way to save for your hormones, that kind of stuff. It's, it's really manipulative, but, um, yeah, at least we've taken notice and we've seen that, um, there are queen moms targeting the trans kids. Now within trafficking, there's also recruiters that are used and recruiters can be male or female. Recruiters um, are often um, fellow victims underneath of a pimp's control. And um, sometimes they're referred to, sometimes bottoms get this role. Um, bottoms are usually a female victim that is the closest to the pimp. And part of their job is to help recruit in other victims. And so recruiters can be young. I mean, they can be kids, they can be teenagers that the pimp has now made it their job to go in and look for other vulnerable kids in school or wherever. Um, so that's something that, that is a very real portion and real part of sex trafficking. The next type that I want to talk about is um, familial trafficking. So familial trafficking is something that shocks a lot of people. It does exist. It exists all over the United States. It's not just something that happens in foreign countries. A lot of times in familial trafficking situations, the parents um, start off with molestation with the kids and the parents often have some sort of substance abuse issue. Um, that they're dealing with. Uh, poverty may or may not be a factor in these types of homes. I've seen some kids that come out of pretty well-to-do homes, um, but there was still molestation going on and eventually familial trafficking going on. Basically, something happens where it's just not enough. The molestation is just not enough for the parents or for the caregivers, um, and they end up wanting more money or they want more thrill out of you know, whatever sick things is happening and they end up selling their kids. Um, maybe just to other customers who are coming in and they're collecting the money off of it or they might outright sell their kids to a pimp, to a trafficker and uh, relinquish control over them. So that's a really sad fact, but it does happen. And I like to bring it up to just say like, pay attention to your gut instincts and know that 
some kids are trafficked by their family members. So pay attention if you feel like something is off about a funny, uh, uh, off or funny about a family that just doesn't set right with your gut, like pay attention to that. All right, then I wanna talk about gang trafficked. So gang trafficked, this can be a formalized structured gang like we hear about in the news or the movies, that kind of stuff, you know, well-known gangs, an offshoot of them. It could be motorcycle gangs, but it could also be really kind of low structured things where it's a community gang or just a school gang um, that maybe starts more organically but they start realizing that they have more power together that they can threaten um, victims more so and they realize that they can make money off of victims by selling them that um, you know they feel safer selling victims for sex than they do uh, selling drugs that kind of stuff so gang trafficked is definitely something that has happened even here in Hawaii we've seen it we've seen it in our schools we've seen it in our communities but it's happening all all across the mainland in the world too and um, it's something where the victims they really do feel more afraid it's hard enough trying to run away from one person that you're afraid of but if there's a whole gang of individuals there's multiple individuals that you're afraid you're gonna run into that becomes even more scary and intimidating the other one that I want to talk about type of trafficking is consumer traffic now this really applies to kids um, and a lot of nonprofits or agencies or law enforcement agencies even have referred to kids as engaging in survival sex but we need to recognize for what it is and we need to recognize that the federal definition of the law covers this if somebody is under 18 years of age and somebody else is coercing them or you know somebody else is saying that they have to have sex that they have to trade sex or any sort of sexual acts in order for some for them to get something of value and that could be housing that could be food that could be drugs that could be protection from another gang that kind of stuff if they are manipulating um, this kid into turning sexual acts in order to get those benefits then they are being trafficked so there doesn't have to be a pimp controlling the situation kids can be consumer trafficked they can be trafficked um, by the customers themselves because they're exploiting the vulnerabilities that that kid has, particularly if it's a homeless kid. There's a lot of vulnerabilities there, and that's how a lot of kids get stuck and trapped in this life. Now, I want to explain a little bit more about sexual exploitation and that sort of trading things of value um, and what sexual acts um, qualify. So sexual acts really is a broad term that can refer to stripping. It can refer to pornography and that can be photos or videos. Um, it can be live or it can be recorded and it also covers massage parlors. It covers street walking. It also is found a lot in online apps for dating sites where um, uh, you know victims are being forced to reach out for these dates and then it also covers escort services so it's it's not so limited to just one type of sexual act it can cover all kinds of sexual acts that kids or adults can be exploited through and I also want to point out that the victims of sex trafficking can be women or men. They can be boys or girls, and they can be trans. Um, it really can be anyone, um, particularly if they are vulnerable and if they are easily picked up by a trafficker, coerced, um, 
or manipulated by a trafficker. It can be anyone. So don't close your eyes to thinking that it's only one type of victim. I also want to say that trafficking is not new. Trafficking has been around for years. The terminology of trafficking is um, newer, like I said, since the 2000s in the United States. But it's, it's not a new phenomenon. I do think that it has gotten easier to recruit victims due to the internet and also due to ease of transportation. It's just really easy to go from city to city, state to state, or even country to country. Um, and internet access and the apps that we all have on our phones and many of the kids and vulnerable people have on their phones. It's easy for somebody who is a recruiter or a trafficker to start trying to build a relationship with them and try and finesse them into meeting up with them. You know, I don't want to talk too much on this episode. Um, I want these to be short and something easy you guys can listen to when you're in your car or where you're in between tasks or appointments, meetings, that kind of stuff. On future episodes, I'll cover clearing up myths versus realities. I want to make sure that you guys are staying informed, but I don't want you um, getting distracted by the myths that are out there and not realizing the real things that you need to pay attention to. We'll be showing you different examples of people making a difference um, through our interviews. We're going to help you get involved in protecting your community if that's what you want to do. We do have free resources. Um, One of our free resources is called Protecting the Vulnerable. This includes a charming chart and that little mini course of videos um, with, with audio files that you can listen to and it has worksheets, everything like that. That really helps you understand how the finesse pimp works in charming an individual. Um, and, and really how a lot of traffickers use manipulation and coercion in that. So that charming chart is really valuable and that's downloadable, um, something that you can print out in addition to the worksheet. So I just highly suggest the protecting the vulnerable. It will work. It's not just something that works here in Hawaii. It can work um, wherever you are on the mainland, on in other countries, wherever. And then last thing that I want to say is if you're enjoying this podcast, continue listening to our episodes, but please leave us a review on whatever app it is that you're listening to us on. And then tell somebody else about us, you know, share this out and let other people know that we're here, um, that we're giving good advice and that we want to connect with you. Okay. Talk to you guys later. Bye.